The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a spooky internet show. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there. Please don't choke. Celebrating his 51st birthday, mm. the pride of R.L. Turner High School. Happy birthday to Vanilla Ice. Oh, hey, there you go. Rob Van Winkle turns 51 today. Jerry Krupp says, Expo? Really? Tricep and heave, too. That's for you. Um, today is Wednesday, October 31st, 2018. 22 days until Thanksgiving, the only holiday that matters. Episode 652. 652, Bo Porter's OPS in his Leicester's Texas Rangers career. 48 games in 2001, the last 48 of his career. That's a former Astros manager. See? Equal opportunity. On today's show, guys... We got a guest sitting to my right. We'll get to recruiting information here in just a moment, and then back half of the show. It's back after a two-week hiatus. We are welcome. We're happy to bring back the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer Craig Way will join us coming up here in just a little bit. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers, and this is this week in recruiting, or more affectionately known, recruiting. This week in recruiting. Did Sorry. you screw it up? No. Did you inf- did you inf- in- intentionally rec- uh, say recruiting instead of recruiting? I did. I felt different this oh week. Oh, my God. It's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. He joins <laughs> us every Wednesday to do This Week in the, Recruiting. The graphic does say recruiting, by the way. Does it, it? It does. Yeah, but why don't we just – why don't we just – when has that ever dictated what we're going to do? No, this show's off the rails all the time. Okay. <laughs> so Greg Powers from Next Level Athlete is here. Follow him on Twitter at GPowers79 and follow uh, Next Level Athlete at Next Level D1. Um, so – a lot to do here. A lot to do. Let's start with our recruit of the week. Our recruit of the week, uh, a junior down there in Lake Travis land, uh, a guy who had to step in for Matthew Baldwin in the title game last year, um, Hudson Card. Uh, folks around Lake Travis have been talking about this kid for a while. When was the last time Lake Travis didn't have a quarterback for us to talk about? That's a good point. 2002, three? 2002, That's I probably think. That's probably yeah. about right. Yep. But it was a bounce-back win for Lake Travis after a tough loss to Austin-Westlake. Card scored seven touchdowns. He's committed mm-hmm. to Texas, and I think that's a great effort uh, out of him. Of course, they were heavily favored against Del Val, but um, a, a heroic effort. Seven yeah. touchdown game, committed, commitment to Texas equals recruit of the week. It's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, he was fantastic, and I know this is a guy that, um, that you know, really jumped onto the statewide radar whenever he did have to come in for Matthew Baldwin and nearly uh, yes. led Lake Travis back uh, against against the, the eventual state champions. Um, but this kid is um, – the the thing that stands out to me, and I don't know if, if, if you agree, you're the expert here, um, his mobility gives him just an extra level that, that you know, Lake Travis had great quarterbacks before. Uh, I don't, You know, it's been a while, probably since Baker Mayfield, that they had a, a quarterback this mobile. It, and he's listed at 165, 170, and by my memory of him at the state championship game, he seemed a little bit 
bigger than bigger frame mm-hmm. than that. But you mentioned his mobility, mm-hmm. but seventy four percent completions. I Oof. mean, that's a pretty good combination. Only two interceptions to twenty six touchdowns. So I mean, mm-hmm. that's a good combination of skills. That is pretty darn solid. Uh, let's now go to our commit of the week. Um, our commit of the week, the uh, what the Arkansas, right? Yeah, Arkansas. The, the the Hawks edges out Missouri. Came into Texas again. This time in the DFW Metroplex. Uh, and grabbed uh, a guy who probably gets a little bit overshadowed on, on, his, on his own team, but uh, but a stud in Torian Carter out of Mansfield Legacy. And, you know, th- there's been some players on that team that have a right to overshadow him, but they're pretty equal. I mean, Jalen Catalan, great football player, out of course this year with the knee injury, was a crushing blow for that team. Enoch Jackson also committed to Arkansas, uh, a fiery ball of energy in the middle of the field uh, defensive tackle but I like Carter's versatility up front 6'3", 6'4", and that 260, 270 pound range uh, very explosive off the line of scrimmage can get after the quarterback but he's also a guy who can play in the gap shut down the run so uh, in a heavy defensive class for defensive line class for Arkansas he's a guy who I think can fit multiple roles and I think that's why he's a good defender. so his ability basically to play outside or inside gives him right. a little bit of an edge a little bit of flexibility in that John Chavis defense and uh, you know they're going to put pressure on Catalan now to join yep. them in Fayetteville, and, and Arkansas is one of his leaders. So if they can pull off that trio from Mansfield Legacy, that's going to be quite a haul for uh, Chad Morris, who sister is, I believe, the women's basketball coach in high school. Oh, is that right? Oh, well, then there's a reason to show up on campus for, there you, you know. Oh, oh, hey. Oh, odd to see you here, Torian. Interesting. <laughs> oh, I was just visiting my sister. Uh, it's Greg Powers, Next Level Athlete, and this week in Cruton. Um, follow him on Twitter at GPower79 and Next Level Athlete at Next Level D1. Um, all right, so let's get to your uh, riser of the week. Um, is that right? Is that, that what's next? Uh, under, no, I'm sorry, under, underclassman of the week. I'm sorry. Underclassman of the week. Let's go to class of 2020. So a junior uh, down there in uh, San Antonio at O'Connor, a Panther. Um, another, you know, for uh, San Antonio um, – there's only a couple of schools that really put out consistently prospects like this, but O'Connor's certainly one of them. They got a big guard in um, in in Logan Parr, who I know is. Uh, did he just commit to Texas? Just committed right? to Texas, so this is a very Texas heavy mm. this week in Cruton. Um, made his commitment to Texas on Sunday, picking Texas over offers from schools like LSU, Michigan, Oklahoma, TCU, Texas mm. Tech, and State. Uh, so this is a major land, and what I really like about Parr is that he passes the eyeball test. He's a guy who. Uh, very physical at the point of attack. Plays tackle at O'Connor um, on the same offensive line as TCU commit Brandon Brown. So that's a, a very good offensive line. But I like him as an interior guy projecting to the next level. And I would really love to see him playing center. And Texas is going to have a need for center uh, right away after next year's cycle is signing because Shackelford will be mm-hmm. on his way. Right. So, um, but this is a kid who's a 2020, so he's still got it, just a junior, right. but already. Um, already leading the way and uh, and and starting this offensive line class for 2020 for for Texas it's, has a chance to be the you know a top two or three offensive lineman in the state. That's impressive. That's impressive down there in San Antonio. San Antonio O'Connor uh, offensive lineman Logan Parr. And finally, let's get to our riser of the week uh, prospect on the rise. This is a kid who I saw in week uh, in week one. Wow. Um, uh, at Longview and Lufkin. Um, this is Lufkin defensive end Braylon Garcia. Uh, a senior uh, right now, and a guy who's, I think, suddenly people are starting to, to to realize. Oh wait, this guy's this guy's pretty good. This guy is, I feel like this is a guy who plays bigger than his frame. 
if, if that makes sense. This is a guy who makes perfect sense. Who is just who is super physical and and is really impressive to me. And so you saw them week one, which meant that I don't believe that you saw him playing on the same line as Carl Williams. I think Carl no. Williams was out for that game. Yeah. Um, they have one of the best defensive line units in the entire state, regardless of class. I mean, they're really, really good. And just think about this. Garcia was playing wide receiver last year. <laughs> so, they list, him at, they list him at 6'3", 220. And, right. um, I mean, that's, boy, howdy. You don't want to mess with that. A new addition to the Lufkin defensive front. His tape is electric this year. I mean, mm-hmm. He can flat out get after the quarterback. Very explosive off the snap probably a hybrid uh, defensive end on the next level stand up outside linebacker rush the end or a guy who can sometimes put his hand on the, hit the dirt as he grows and adds uh, a little bit of weight but make no mistake about it his claim to fame is always going to be pinning his ears back yeah. getting after the quarterback he doesn't have any power five offers yet uh, yet nevada he went on a he went on a visit uh back in june there but uh, air force you know texas state memphis rice southern miss uh, you feel like that Power 5 offer is probably coming? Friend of the program, Gabe Brooks, over at 24-7 Sports this week reported that uh, schools like Oklahoma and Texas have been showing interest in him lately. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. I think he's a guy who can definitely play at that level. I'd throw in TCU, Texas Tech, possibly Baylor as schools that might give him a look too, depending on how their classes shake out. TCU's had a couple commitments shake loose as of late, uh, maybe opening some doors for a guy like a Braylon Garcia, who's had a tremendous senior season to step onto the radar for some of those schools. Finally, we're into week 10 of the Texas high school football season. Uh, where will this week find you? Oh, man, this is going to be a good week. I'm going to see Cedar Hill, Saul DeSoto last week, mm-hmm. seeing Cedar Hill this week. So hitting that I-20 corridor to see some of the most talented prospects. They've got a loaded loaded group over there Mm -hmm. uh xavier ross committed to oklahoma state but that's just the tip of the iceberg there excellent it's uh greg powers uh, our recruiting analyst here at dave campbell's texas football over at next level athlete follow him on twitter at gpower 79 and follow next level athlete on twitter at next level d1 powers thank you for your time thanks for coming in and uh let's maybe do this again next week happy halloween happy halloween there he goes greg powers next level athlete our recruiting analyst here at dave campbell's texas football we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That is our subscription package. It is the uh, the way to support the show. If you like the show and you're like, "Hey, I want to I want to help Max, uh, you know, feed his family," this is how you can do it. Uh, our subscription package is you get two magazines: 2018 Recruiting Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which Greg Powers and I are working on right now, putting this thing together, profiling more than 400 prospects around the state from the class of 2019. Those are seniors, all the way to the class of 2022, which are freshmen at this moment. That's right. We are now talking about the class of 2022, which makes me a little bit insane. Uh, you also you get that will mail directly to you right after Thanksgiving. You also get the year's worth of exclusive online content. I'm sorry, you get the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You get pre-ordered for that. You get, um, that's of course the Bible of Texas Football, the 400-page magazine previewing rather every team in the state from uh, from the Cowboys and the Texans all the way down uh, to through the college ranks all the way down to the smallest six-man school. We will get, uh, you get that. We mail that to you directly. Don't run around to Walmart, HDB Brookshire's instead. Let's mail it directly to you. Subscribers got it a week early last year. 
And you also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team. That's up right now. Computer projections of every Texas high school football game. That just went up on TexasFootball.com for Week 10. Uh, 668 games? Sound right? Yeah. Uh, all those preview or pro, uh, projected will tell you who's going to win and by how much. You also get uh, a season's worth of Tep and Step, our high school football uh, insider podcast from Matt Step and I. We recorded it yesterday. It's up now on the site. It's also in your iTunes feed or your rather your podcast feed if you're an insider. Um, it was a great, great show this week. We went for about an hour ten, um, just nerding out about high school football. You get that. You also get uh, playoff projections, uh, which are up right now at TexasFootball.com. If you want to see what your team's path in the playoffs look like, Matt Step has projected out all the brackets at TexasFootball.com, so you can check that out. All that, everything I just listed, recruiting analysis from our friends in the Next Level Athlete, everything I just listed, all that for a low, low price of $19.95 for an entire year. $19.95 for an entire year. That's right. Two magazines, here's worth of exclusive online content, $19.95. Makes a great gift as well. TexasFootball.com is where you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Max, let's go to the hotline and bring in the play-by-play voice of the Texas Longhorns as well as the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, my co-host on High School Scoreboard Live on Fox Sports Southwest. We're pleased to be rejoined uh, by Craig Way. And uh, I know, like, uh, you haven't. it's been a couple weeks since you talked with Max, our producer. Uh, so uh, did, did you guys have a nice talk about the World Series? Oh, just did. Just wasted about 20 minutes of your time talking about his Boston to Big Ben sojourn and my out and back from, you know, I said nobody's ever done Boston to Big Ben, and they probably haven't done Stillwater to Dodger Stadium in, in 18 hours either. Nah. So, you know, we were we were both kind of living the dream there over the weekend. You sure, you sure were. Um, Texas high school football has now reached week 10 of the regular season, and you, uh, on Monday when we talked on your show, you used a word that I was particularly fond of and I can't stop using now, which is undercurrent. Um, the undercurrent is kind of yeah. what, what we saw change in week 10, uh, or week 9, rather. We saw a lot of the undercurrent. The, 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 the top line, if you're just looking over, over the top of the water, you're not going to see a whole lot of ripples. Uh, but it, it sure seems like, and, and I'm interested in your thoughts, it sure seems like the results that we saw on, on Friday night and Saturday uh, ended up kind of changing the, the guts of the playoffs rather than maybe the top line. I, I agree with you. I think we're at DEFCON 2 mm-hmm. right now. You know, next Friday night will be DEFCON 1. Uh, You know, when you get down to that final who's getting in and who's not getting in and and all that stuff about the ones that are sitting on the ledge and and looking at it. And and, uh, you can find examples all across the state. You know, my my go-to this year, at least the past six weeks, has been that crazy 13-5A Division 2. And there's another example of it. Leander Glenn, this great story of a first-year varsity program, loses out of all places Marble Falls, although I give the Marble Falls kids a lot of credit. Several were displaced by the flooding in the Highland Lakes and didn't really have homes to go to, and they went out and beat the district leader for their first district win. So that was that was heartwarming and, and, and inspiring to see them do that. What it also did, the unintended consequences, there's all kinds of stuff with the top six playing each other. So all that paddling furiously beneath the surface is going on, and you're going to have – Brenham and Glenn, and you're going to have Bastrop and Elgin, and you're going to have Cedar Creek and Eastview, and and all of it matters. And and, and that's just one district tip, because as we know, there's stuff like that happening all across the state, from from the Panhandle to the Rio Grande Valley, from Texarkana 
out to the aforementioned Big Ben region and all points in between. Yeah, it is. It's it's wild, and that's why the you know our playoff projections at TexasFootball.com were kind of shaking out what these things are going to look at. But there's still a ton of moving parts. The, the great thing I think about this time of year, Craig, is that. Uh, especially at this exact moment here, you know, entering week 10 with still two weeks left to play. We have, I think, uh, uh, we have a a half-baked cake. We have a cake that has been half-baked, but there is still so much that can upend everything um, in in the playoffs that we have an idea of where things might go, but inevitably, these next two weeks are going to change. It seems like everything uh, is up for grabs still. You know, there's there's some, you know, we know teams like Katie's getting in the playoffs, right? And they're, they're, you know, they're playing out the string at this point. But it does seem like we're now, at the, we're now at that kind of sweet spot where we know just enough to feel confident and also we don't know enough that we uh, can be left surprised on Friday night. Yeah, it, 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 now you're probably too young to have experienced this. Um but when I was a kid, and my mom would make a cake, and you'd start to walk in the house, you'd always get, "Don't slam the door." You didn't want the cake to drop. You didn't want to. You, know, you didn't want that cake to fall by creating some big rumbling noise to make the cake drop. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where we are right now with that, because all it takes is one well placed upset in a tightly bunched district race to throw the entire thing into chaos yeah. and make that cake drop. So to use your analogy, yeah, the cake is half-baked, but it only takes one door slam to make it all fall. And, and uh, you know, that's that's why this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff happening, as you know, in East Texas yes. with some district races and some stuff that's up for grabs. We're talking with Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Um, Craig, there's there's a couple of a couple of schools that, that you know, I, I want to briefly look back at Week 9, and there's one, there's one result that I can't really wrap my head around, and I can't exactly... Um, you know, figure out exactly what I think of it, uh, and, and that is Shadow Creek's come from behind win over over Foster, Richmond Foster. Um, this was a game that was out of reach, and then suddenly, thirty four to seven, you know, late, late, late in the third quarter, uh, and then Shadow Creek roars back and wins it to stay unbeaten. Um, I'm I'm of a couple of minds. Where I think Foster is actually going to be a tough out, and I think that if you look at that that district, um, you could end up having three teams in three or maybe four teams in a regional semifinal out of that district. Um, did we? Uh, after sitting on it a little bit, do you? What are your feelings on that particular result? As far as uh, is it a harbinger of things to come for Shadow Creek, or or was it maybe just a, a one week uh, snafu against a, a good team? Yeah, that's that's the grand question. Here's the thing. Remember, Tep on Friday, we said that district, at least from the very early in the season, there were three teams out of that district that were ranked in the top ten at one point in the season. So it's a quality district. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think folks should look too askance at an escape for a first-year varsity program over a team that really that isn't that long in the tooth, Richmond Foster, but has had some quality postseason experience and understands what late-season games are all about. So I, I, it didn't flip me out too much on that. However, however, it did remind me, and here's the irony, because we were talking about this in the offseason, about Shadow Creek pulling kids off that otherwise would have been zoned into Mantle in the past. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden, 
uh, I remember when Nanville was first starting up, they had some experiences like that. So there's some irony involved there. Uh, I, I think Shadow Creek is a really good team. Now, first-year varsity program, I don't, there's a lot of folks who don't know exactly how far this thing could go for them. Are they a legitimate top-10 team? I think so. And if you're a legitimate top-10, I think you're good enough to be a quarterfinal or a semifinalist. You know, things happen uh, late in the regular season or mid-season that kind of throws uh, other stuff out of whack. Here's here's an example. I was talking with uh, Todd Dodge, head coach at Westlake today, mm-hmm. and and I asked him about has there been and our coaches fighting against and our high school programs fighting against a devaluing of a district championship. Mm-hmm. And uh, because because of four teams in the playoffs now, and you can kind of you know win it without win the whole thing without winning a district title. That's already been on display many many times. You know, it, it as it you know could it could it be like that? And he said, I agree with you. He said one thing that's helped make it better, and I thought about this as well as getting to play a by district playoff game at home does add some more value to being the top seed, whether in the D one bracket or the D two bracket. That's important. But he mentioned another point, and he said this. He said, you know, I, I pointed out to our kids, we want to win the district title. They've already beaten Lake Travis. Uh, they've got Anderson left, and, and, and then they've got Bowie in Week 10, and they're probably going to win the district title. He said, since I've been here, Westlake has been to the quarterfinals, at least the quarterfinals, no, has advanced beyond the quarterfinals. They have, I think he said, four quarterfinal championships during that time in six years, four quarterfinal championships. Only one time out of that were they a district champion. Mm. I said, I said, so let me get this straight. You've taken four different teams at Westlake to the final four, and only one of them had a district title. He said, yeah. He said, now you can look at like Travis and say there's the reason why. He said, but that, but that is an explanation for why the district title is important. My point about all of this is, is that even if you fall by the wayside in a late season loss, which came very close to happening for Shadow Creek, but did not then obviously there's still time and you learn things from it. And, and we even talked about his loss to Cy Ranch, who's now a top-10 team. He said we were all disgusted by that fourth-quarter collapse when they had 21-3. Now the further they've gotten away from it and what they've seen Cy Ranch do since, it's like, yeah, it was a good team that took advantage when we weren't on our game coming off the Belton game. So, you know, there are lessons to be learned here. Fortunately, for teams that are going to go to the postseason tap, they're learning the lessons during the time of the regular season where it doesn't cripple them, mm-hmm. and then they can carry those experiences into the playoffs. We're at the time of the interview now, Craig, where I give you three games and I make you pick one. Um, there sure. are, uh, it's, it's a nice week. It's actually a really, really nice slate of games across the state. It's particularly loaded. We're, we finally, after a couple weeks off, we got a really big week in DFW. Uh, there's a big week in Central Texas, big week in East Texas. Um, uh, actually, an excellent week in El Paso, too, if you're out there in the Sun City. Um, I, will, I will give you these three from three different regions of the state. You can either go to Highland Park in Lancaster, a Lancaster team that I think everyone has forgotten about, by the way, but it's really good. Uh, or you can go to Temple and Midway in Central Texas. Or you can go down south and you can go to Geronimo Navarro at Cuero. Which of those three games, uh, three different classifications, three different parts of the state, which one uh, tickles your fancy most? Not by much. But I give me Cuero Navarro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 we find out a little bit more certainly about 
Navarro, and we get an even better measurement of just how serious a state championship contender Cuero is after this week. All of that is important, and, and I do like uh, the, the possibilities of what could happen at that ballgame. Highland Park, I, I, I got the point with uh, Highland Park and Carthage where I'm a little bit jaded, like, yeah, yeah, I know they're going to be there. I know they're going to be there. Uh, let me check back with you when we get to the quarterfinals. You know, it's, it's kind of almost like that for me right now. So maybe I'm a little bit jaded where the Scots are concerned, although I do agree with you that a lot of folks have just flat out forgot about Lancaster and, and, and what they can do. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. So I, I would probably I would probably shade toward uh, Navarro Quero. Well, especially in 4A Division two, which is just so up in the air, that if, if one of these teams can emerge and look like a state title contender, it, it might just be them then. I mean, you know, because it is so wide open there in 4A Division two. I, I think I agree with you. Navarro and Cuero is going to be an excellent game down there, um, and, and a real prove-it game for a, for a Cuero team that's getting healthier, uh, a Navarro team that, that, you know, they're Navarro, and, and they're, they're going to be there every single year. He is Craig Way. He's a Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Follow him on Twitter at CraigWay1, and make sure you listen to his wonderful, uh, you know, the, the, the high school, it's the high school spotlight? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. The High School uh-huh. Spotlight on, on, on the Horn in Austin. Uh, and then, of course, see his fine work uh, on Fox Sports Southwest 11 o'clock, High School Scoreboard Live. Craig, appreciate your time, my friend. I will see you on Friday. Look forward to it, Tap. Thanks. There he goes. Craig White, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, joins us every week, every Wednesday, here on Texas Football Today. Um, yeah, Navarro, and, and the more I think about it, Navarro and Cuero is more and more, like, intriguing me more and more. Because... Yeah, well, it is because 482 is wide open. And, and look, like if you're going gangbusters, like atmosphere and everything else, I think you have to go with Temple Midway. Yes, agree and, with that. But I think Temple is probably more of a slight favorite in that game. Not quite as Maybe. questionable. The um, other thing I'll say about that game, the, the yeah. one thing that, that has me interested about Midway and Temple uh, are the playoff implications. Because yeah. there is a fair chance that the loser of this game has to go too long view in round one. Ooh. Which is uh, instant death. You don't want that. No, you don't. That's legitimately, I mean, like that's a game I would sit there and say, especially for Temple, if Temple ends up playing Longview, in the, that's a state semifinal caliber game. Absolutely. In well, the and, first round. And, and Step and I were talking about this on, when we were recording Tep and Step. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of teams. Lancaster um, is one of them. Uh, John Tyler is another one. There's a, a few teams that be, I think because they had a down year last year combined with a slow start this year, yeah. we've kind of forgotten about them. But if yeah. you take a look at them, you're like, oh, oh, you're really good again. Yeah, oh. still got still got some dudes. So it's yeah. it's an, it's an interesting week in Texas high school football. We appreciate Craig Way hopping on with us. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Oh baby, um, a lot of people, a lot of people. Paul Roberts, no surprise, whose football opinions we can trust. A lot of people. Excited about next week's game between Sundown and New Deal. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, it should be a great one. I should mean, be. Well, but... and, and here's the thing about that. We'll obviously talk a lot more about that. But I think there's a fair argument, with all due respect to the winners of Panhandle and Stinnett West Texas, yeah. and with all due respect to um, Hawley, yeah. and with all due respect maybe to Seymour, I think the winner of that game, obviously the, I think they win the district. As long as they both hold serve. Yeah. New Deal's got post, and Sundown has Olton. They're going to be favorites over both those teams. Yeah. The winner of that game, arguably, is the favorite to come out of Region 1 in 2A yeah. Division 1. Um, that's how much that game means. It's a great way to close out district play. And, by sure. the way, 
There's not necessarily. I mean, San Saba's had a nice year, but there's not a world beater in Region Two. No, that's just it. That's I think there's no proven giant sitting there looming over you. Uh, you know, like you said, San Saba's had a great year. Go Dillos. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's going to be a fun region, and I think I think you're right. The winner of that game is the, the favorite in the region. Although I will say, and I always remind everyone, tough to beat the same team twice in in one year. So winner maybe beware. Yeah. You know, there's always that Absolutely. that sort of factor to it. Um, kind of interesting. Yeah. Lots, uh, lots. You'll never believe this. Lots of thoughts on Halloween, um, and mm. I want to get to all of them because they're just. See, oh, it's the only day it's going to be relevant. That's true. That is a big part of it. Um, let's see. Uh, Jacob John, in a comment that I'm sure will make you so happy, says he could see you as Peter Griffin. Yeah, I'm just going to let you, going to let that sit with you. I, I don't even have time to put the camera on you to show how upset you are. Uh, Brent Holman wants to know why you're so down on Halloween. He wants to know if maybe your candy got taken from you as a kid. Um, no, it's just well. First of all, candy corn sucks, and that's an that's, that's true. That's an, objective, that's, that's an objective fact. Well, now here's the thing, though. If we really want, we should get Danny Davis on the line just to have you two argue about that's this because Danny Davis is is an A one for my uh, my wife is corn. a candy corn stand. Um, no, I just, I don't know. I think Halloween's just you know I've I've. I make I make a an idiot of myself 364 days a year. Uh, why add a 365th? Right, right. Uh, Daniel Agnew says, "Let uh, let baby Tep be Yoda." I like that. Oh, man, they would. Snoopy for the baby. That's definitely Not bad. definitely. Those are both oh, very. See, those are right in my wife's wheelhouse. Yeah, Not Star yeah. Wars. Necessarily. Well, no, Yoda but yeah, be. yeah. There's a lot of uh, a lot of funny. Uh, Jacob John did say it had been a long two weeks without uh, Greg squared and a dash of Craig, and I tend to agree. Yes, I agree. Um, Craig Way should be the next This Is CNN voice, says Ruben Rios, which is funny. He does. He has yeah. the voice of high school football yeah. god. Yeah. Uh, Paul Roberts says this about New Deal. They haven't even peaked yet. Uh, they will be going into that game healthy, unlike years past. No excuses. It'll be wild. I think that'll be fun. Yeah, sundown offense versus New Deal defense is going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Robert Wolf says, I should go as Tepper for Halloween. That'll scare everyone. Maybe. I don't know. Who said that? Robert Wolf. Yeah, he's been a jerk. He He's just all over your case. I don't know what it is. I don't yeah. know what I did to him. He's... But, um, He's just all over you. Here's yeah. now. This is what we got. We got to end it on this one. Uh, oh wait, before I do, mm-hmm. Coach Schultz in the house again mm-hmm. says they got a big game this week. District championship: Splendora versus Lumberton. We see red. Lumberton. I almost said Livingston. Lumberton. Yeah, Lumberton. Livingston. Yeah. Um, Josh Gomert, a huge Temple fan, said uh, in week three, I said Temple would go ten and zero. We're right there, baby. This almost. is the test. I mean, if they, get, if they get past this, I'm, I don't even remember who they have in week ten. Or with uh, 11, rather. It's not as, it's not it's, as it's a game as, they're going to be yeah, favored in. Yeah. Uh, this is the last hurdle for yeah. 10 and out. Yeah. And then finally, Jacob John says, Tep Baby will be class of 2037. Think about that. Yeah, I know. That's how much time I have to to make some money. Yeah. So, Good luck with that. Yeah, thanks. Anyway. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. Text football today.